everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to do the horoscopes for all 12 zodiac signs looking at the movement of Rahu and Ketu. So Rahu and Ketu transit signs once every 18 months, and coming up on March 16th, Rahu and Ketu will move into entirely new signs, meaning they are going to influence each of us profoundly different. Again, this transit will last from March 16th to November uh, 2023. So March 16th of 2022 until November 28th of 2023. And today we will discuss how this transit will influence each of us differently. I do encourage you to listen to the podcast until we get to the personal horoscopes because I have a story for you all and I'm going to talk a little bit more about the transits moving forward. So talking about the transits moving forward this year in 2022, we have so many big transits, right? Like Rahu and K2 take 18 months, that's happening. Jupiter takes a year, that's happening. Saturn takes two and a half years. Saturn will move into Aquarius and then retrograde back out. Neptune, of course, is also moving into Pisces. So these are really significant transits. And as we continue to move through the year, I will be sure to make individual podcast on how each of those transits will influence you personally. So please do have that on your radar. And until then, on this podcast, we are focusing specifically and primarily on Rahu and Ketu. If you would like weekly horoscopes to learn how each of the smaller transits will influence you personally, you can sign up on my Patreon account, patreon.com slash astrology now podcast, where I do weekly horoscopes for each of the 12 zodiac signs. The other thing to keep in mind about me is that I do study the Vedic sidereal system of astrology. If you would like to calculate your Vedic birth chart, go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and then chart to see your birth chart. There are a lot of resources on my website to help you learn how to decipher the chart. So, okay, so I'm going to tell the story. Then we'll talk a little bit more about Rahu and Ketu. Then we'll do the personal horoscope. So this story is one of the most mystical experiences I've had in my life. And that's saying something. I mean, I've had some mystical experiences, but this one was pretty mystical. So there is a Rishi that I follow. And since the moment that I saw him, it was like this. It's very hard to explain um, this has happened to me with a few teachers, but it's like when I saw him, it was just like this electric draw. Like I knew that I needed to learn from him. So I started following him, started learning from him. Super, super inspiring, wonderful person. So he told us and told me that he was building an ashram in New York and they were needing volunteers to go and clean and cook and just make sure it was polished and sacred and taken care of before it. Um, moves into full operation, you know, so helping kind of construct it. And so I had already committed to going. I didn't know anything. I don't even know where it's specifically located. I just knew he was building one in New York. I had already committed to go for a couple of days and help. So this is important to the story, just to put into context. If you know me, you know that my Ishtadeva, you know, I'm drawn to Vishnu, Krishna, Ram. These are usually the deities that I focus on. And I had had an astrologer before tell me that I would be wise to bring photos of Narsringha Dave, which if you're reading it, it looks like Narasimha, Narsringha, um, into my home or to chant. 
okay, but I'd never really like focused on meditating on Narsringha or anything like that. Narsringha Dave, excuse me. And the other night I went to sleep and in the dream, if you're not familiar with Narsringha Dave, um, he's half man, half lion, and he like annihilates anything that tries to hurt devotees. So in my dream, there's like this apocalyptic setting and there's like bombs being set and like all of these alarms going off and like we needed to evacuate. And so I'm like gathering my belongings and I keep on finding these lion murtis, like the, these lion emblems, lion symbols. And it's obviously Narshringha. And I am like collecting them. And I can't leave them behind, you know, and I'm, I'm like wearing like eight lion necklaces in the dream. And I'm like, I keep on finding them. I keep on putting them on. And the dream was so striking that like immediately when I woke up, I told my friend, I was like, there is Narshringha, Narshringha Dave. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, all over my dream. It was so interesting. Like, I wonder what it meant. Like he was everywhere. And this is the first time I've ever had a dream like this. I go to check my email and I had an email from Rishi with a photo of Narshring Hadev. And it said, Narshring Hadev will be the main Morti of the ashram. We would still love to have you come. And I was like blown away. So maybe that doesn't mean anything to you all. But that to me was like next level clairvoyant. <laughs> like it was it, it couldn't be made up. Like it happened within an hour of me waking up um, after having that dream and then seeing the message. I don't even remember when he sent the message, but I was just like completely blown away um, to the point of me like messaging an astrologer that I work with. And I was just like, clearly the meditations are working. Like <laughs> Anyway, wanted to share that with you all. Such a magical experience. I want to hear your magical experiences. If anything like that has ever happened to you, please email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. I want to have a podcast with my friend Kaylee from uh, Podcast Farm where we talk about mystical, magical experiences because he and I have both had like crazy mystical experiences. And so I'd love to just share some with him. If you all send some in, if you email some in, maybe we'll be able to read them off as well. I think that that would be like an awesome bonus episode for the week or something. So let me know your mystical experiences. So getting into Rahu and Ketu, as you can see, I did timestamps for all of you, but let's just review. Okay. So Rahu is forward moving karma. Rahu is obsessive. It's compulsive. It's mysterious. It can be kind of like shadowy and manipulative. But Rahu offers things of the material world because Rahu wants us to attach ourselves to the material plane. It's illusion. If you've ever heard the word Maya, Maya refers to the illusionary quality of the material world that we get so caught up in. We want all of these nice things. We want these nice clothes. We want this nice body. We want all of these beautiful things that are going to end. That is the illusion. We get caught up in things that aren't going to last forever. So it's very much materially driven. And it can be quite spiritual as well. But let's just, you know, say for now that these are the qualities of Rahu. K2 is the complete opposite. K2 is otherworldly. 
K2 is constantly trying to pull us out of the material world so that we can go into the spiritual realm. It's isolation, loneliness, separation, but it's also moksha karka. That means the significator of moksha, of liberation from the material world. Rahu is attaching us, K2 is detaching us. K2 understands the orientation of spirit and how to access it. So wherever K2 is placed, you know, it offers that type of energy. It can give us a really profound spiritual inclination if it's placed just so. But K2 can certainly take us away from things. It reminds us of the finite nature of reality, which can be quite painful. So Rahu's kind of setting us up for pain in the future because it's getting us to attach ourselves to material things. It offers us all of these amazing opportunities. So take the opportunities, definitely revel in them and take pride in them and enjoy them. But just remember that on the other side of this is K2. And K2 will sometimes take those things away so that we learn and stay rooted in that finite nature. So we always want to move in things, move in stride. It's the same thing as K2 kind of takes things away. Remember that there will be something else that is offered. There's always this balance. Rahu is forward moving karma. K2 is past karma. So wherever these two nodes are transiting in our chart, we are sure to have karmic matters bubble to the surface for us to reckon with. I also want to remind you that without Rahu and K2, we would not have the eclipses. The eclipses are responsible um, or what I should say is Rahu and K2 are responsible for the eclipses. And so wherever Rahu and K2 are transiting, we will have eclipses in those houses. So it's so important. If Rahu and K2 are transiting Kendra houses 1, 4, 7, and 10, it will be particularly influential for you this year. So let's go ahead and get into it. I hope that you enjoy this podcast. If you are driving or sweeping or multitasking, I hope that you can at least take a breath whenever you listen to the podcast for you so that you can just really absorb it and let it be um, a gift for you today because I really do want to offer these as a little token of my appreciation. I know that I don't do these personal horoscopes all the time on here. And so again, I'm offering this to you all and I just hope that it serves you well through this Rahu K2 transit. Final thing is to be sure to listen to your moon and your rising sign because we can look at the transits from both. So let's go ahead and get into Aries. If you are an Aries moon or an Aries ascendant, you are one of the special folks who will have Rahu and K2 transiting Kendras. And whenever planets transit the Kendras, there are usually prominent life events. So Rahu will transit your ascendant or your moon because Rahu will be in Aries. This is a time to focus on on yourself, your personal goals, your personal identity, you are going to be kind of like blossoming like a butterfly. There's going to be so much opportunity for personal growth and personal development and learning about yourself. If you do have your moon in Aries, this can feel 
a little jarring. It can definitely be an emotionally sensitive time. So be sure to take care of yourself. Rahu transiting the moon can make you feel like you're going a little crazy. Some things can come up. So again, if you have moon specifically in Aries, take extra good care of yourself. But this comes with a lot of benefit. Rather you are an ascendant or a moon, it can bring power, prominence, prestige. It's a powerful placement where you are being recognized. And again, you are taking shape. You are getting uh, things done and you are defining your personhood, your personality. I do want to say from July to August, please watch out, be extra careful. Rahu, Uranus, and Mars will be on your ascendant, and this is a pretty intense transit. Even into the summer, you're going to be prone to accidents, injuries, headaches, overheating, irritability, anger, frustration. Take extra good care of yourself in that time. K2 transiting the seventh house. This is the difficult part. <laughs> so K2 transiting the seventh can first of all, K2 represents the past. So it can bring relationships from the past. Exes may come back. It's also possible that you meet someone who feels like they're from a past life. Okay, so you can meet past life connections in this time. If you are in a relationship, this is the make or break time. Saturn is also going to be aspecting the seventh for a lot of this. So it's serious. You're going to be thinking about commitment, what you want in commitment, your spiritual connection to commitment and intimacy. If you've been on the rocks with your partner, this may be a time where things get even rockier. Um, but again, this can also bring a relationship in and bring a focus to relationship. Doesn't necessarily mean relationships will end. It can certainly mean that you are capable of working through these obstacles with commitment and hard work. But with Rahu on the Ascendant, K2 in the seventh, the focus is on you, your goals and your ambitions. So that being said, if you are in a partnership, make sure that you are paying attention to your partner, your family, and try not to get too stuck on yourself. I know it can be difficult, but again, pay extra attention to the relationship. If it's something that you're wanting to last, just give the extra effort, show up with commitment and everything will work out. If you are a Taurus moon or a Taurus ascendant, hallelujah, Rahu and Ketu are moving off of your moon or ascendant. So Rahu is moving into the 12th, Ketu is moving into the 6th. And, you know, the sixth house is the house of health and healing. It's also the house of oppositions and coworkers, also the house of pets. So with Ketu transiting the 6th, and it's receiving Saturn's aspect, it is a time to pay special attention to your pets. If you have pets, they may be having a difficult time. Um, you definitely want to take extra good care of them during this time period. When it comes to your health, health is going to be a theme. Take extra good care of yourself. The sixth house is the house of day-to-day -day work life and your colleagues, coworkers, work environment. There can certainly be stresses in the work environment, which may cause you to have your health suffer. So you need to find work-life balance during this time period. Rahu is transiting the 12th. The 12th house is all about spirituality, liberation, moksha, foreign travel. Of course, it's also the house of hidden enemies, whereas the sixth house is the house of outward opposition. But having Rahu in the 12th is actually a beautiful placement if you are a spiritual seeker. So it's a wonderful time to get into meditation, mantra, mudra, maybe take a trip somewhere distant. There may be traveling, there may be a foreign element here. But the 12th 
the 12th house is also the house of addiction and Rahu is kind of addicted. So when Rahu comes into the 12th, please be mindful of any addictive habits. Try to steer away from negative influence and move towards spiritual influence. During this time, you may feel a pull between the spiritual realm and the material realm. So this is something that I want you to be extra mindful of. There's also some stuff around finances and debt, getting uh, finances in order. So again, finances, work are going to be on the mind, spirituality and liberation, work, life, uh, spiritual material. It's going to be all about finding those balances. I want you to be extra careful of opposition. There may be, um, Again, people at work who make it difficult, you may have a hard time with coworkers, and there may be issues with hidden enemies, watch out around the eclipses, there may be someone trying to steal your information online or trying to take a package off your doorstep, just annoying things like that. But again, for spirituality, this is a phenomenal year and this is an amazing year to get on a health kick and take extra good care of yourself. During the summer months, between like July and August, even into September, take extra good care. Mars, Uranus, and Rahu will be traveling together for some of that period. During the rest of it, Uranus and Rahu will just be really close in degrees. So there could be sudden accidents, sudden injuries. There could be one of those sudden events with, um, you know, an, a hidden enemy or something like that. So just be extra careful in the summer months. Lay low. Don't do anything risky. But again, phenomenal time for travel, visiting sacred sites, and cultivating a deeper connection to spirituality. If you are a Gemini moon or a Gemini ascendant, Rahu is transiting the 11th house while Ketu is transiting the 5th house. So first of all, with Rahu transiting the 11th, this is an amazing time for networking, making new friends, meeting powerful influencers, getting opportunities through other people. Phenomenal time for great gains, for acquiring wealth, and for manifesting your dreams into reality. You'll definitely be thinking big at this time and again making those powerful connections your older siblings if you have one your older sibling may um, also be gaining power or prominence but it's also possible that they're reaching out needing a little bit more assistance than usual I do want to say with Rahu in the 11th though it brings in powerful connections it can disturb some relationships with friends or the older siblings for you watch out like during the eclipses and watch out during the summer, particularly between like June or excuse me, July, August, September, there can be fallouts, there can be disagreements and irritability and anger in these areas of life. So please be careful. But again, in terms of great gains, hopes and wishes, dreams, connection, it's a wonderful time for these things. With K2 transiting the fifth, I do want to say if you have children, this can it may be time for your children to move or leave the house. There may be a big shift with your children in some way. They could just be having a difficult time. Watch out for the eclipses. This will impact this. Um, and this is an amazing time for creativity and having out of this world creative ideas. The final thing I'll say is that if you are trying to conceive, this is a difficult time. This can, um, and again, we want to see the chart in totality. So don't take this too much to heart. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but it can indicate some difficulties with uh, that area. So please do be extra careful. But in terms of creativity and expansion um, of the mind, this is a really wonderful time for you. And again, just watch out for those summer months. 
If you are a Cancer moon or a Cancer ascendant, congratulations, you are one of the lucky people who have Rahu and K2 transiting Kendra houses. <laughs> Whenever Rahu and K2 transit Kendras, there are prominent life events that take place. So Rahu is going to be transiting your 10th house while K2 transits your fourth house. So with Rahu transiting your 10th house, this is actually a wonderful time for business, for work, for authority. This is an excellent time to stand in your power when it comes to work and, you know, uh, stand in prominence when it comes to work. I do want to say if you have authority figures, if you work for people, if you have a CEO or a senior director, this is a time to be extra respectful and mindful. It's completely possible that there are power struggles at this time and they may be kind of irritable or overbearing. So please do be extra careful. But overall, for work and for power, for authority, this is overall a pretty good transit. I do want you to be mindful during the summer months of July, August, even into September, there can be sudden changes with work or sudden events that happen at work. Be extra, extra mindful <laughs> when it comes to the people that you're working with. You just don't want to have drama at work. It's just not worth it. Um, but you may have sudden ideas and get to incorporate a lot of creativity into your work around that time. With K2 transiting your fourth house, this can certainly indicate a move. Um, you may be moving residence, you may just be decorating your home or changing it significantly. There may be things around the house that come up that you need to fix. It's also a time where you may get a new car or a new property. The fourth house is all about fixed assets. The fourth house is also going to be about the mother. This can be a time where there are issues with the mom. She's having her own personal issues. Her health may be declining. So please do be extra mindful. Take care of your mother. Send her your love because this can be a difficult transit. She may just be having personal problems, you know. Saturn is also in the seventh for you. So you want to watch out for your maternal mother as well. This is a very important thing to keep an eye on. It's been happening. So for all cancer ascendants, there may be stuff coming up with your maternal uh, grandmother, your mom's mom uh, during this time, but it could even be related. In my circumstance, my grandmother has not been doing well. I'm anticipating when K2 moves into the fourth, there may be a shift there that uh, takes a toll on my mother's wellness. So that's a little, you know, personal connection. But for all of us in our life, for all Cancer Ascendant or Cancer Moon, this is definitely something to keep an eye on. So please, you know, watch out for the mom with that K2 transit in the fourth. It can bring up things for her and fixed assets, moving, redecorating, new vehicle, new car, <laughs> and maybe some things that we have to fix around the house. If you are a Leo moon or a Leo ascendant, Rahu will be transiting your ninth house and Ketu will be transiting your third house. So Rahu transiting the ninth, I actually really love. Rahu can bring a revolutionary way of viewing your belief systems. So you may find that your beliefs are changing. Your dharmic principles are changing. Your view of virtues and ethics are changing. They are under metamorphosis. This is such a powerful time 
time for learning, for education, for expanding your knowledge. Maybe you take new courses or new classes or enroll in something to, again, broaden your knowledge bank. This could be a time where you meet a new and powerful teacher. Again, your belief systems are going to be changing. The ninth house is the house of the father. This is not the easiest transit for him. So be sure to keep a close eye on him. It could also be that you are having clashes or some sort of miscommunication or power struggle here as well. This is a wonderful time for great gains. Um, the ninth house is more so the house of uh, wealth and luck. So there, there may be... Um, increased luck and maybe increased wealth in this time period as well. So watch out for the father, watch out for a potential new and powerful teacher. I'm telling all the signs to watch out during the summer months of July, August, even into September, we want to be extra careful. So there may be some dispute with the guru or the father during this time period, there may be some sort of spiciness or heat or irritability or frustration. Just keep an extra eye out it could I could see there also being a lot of inspiration and a lot of passion for learning at this time but again just be extra careful with k2 transiting the third house this can bring issues with the younger siblings if you have a younger sibling your younger sibling may be having a difficult time the relationship with the younger sibling may be strained. Could also be with your neighbors. The third house is also the house of courage and your willpower. So make sure that you really stand in your power this year. Try not to let the words or views of others influence you. Stand in all of your Leonine glory. I will say this is an excellent time for creativity and expression. You may find that you're having out of this world ideas. Have faith in yourself and let yourself speak your truth. Let yourself publicize your work. Try not to hold yourself back because there's a lot of really amazing creativity coming in. Again, the biggest thing to watch with the third house is going to be that sibling. If you are a Virgo moon or a Virgo ascendant, this is a big year for you because Rahu will move into your eighth house and K2 will move in your second house. This is a pretty big year for wealth and finances. We'll talk about why. So Rahu is going to be in your eighth house. The eighth house is the house of sudden ups and downs, transformation, change, spirituality, kundalini, magic, astrology. It's also a house of charisma, manipulation, sexuality. It's a deep, dark house, but let's face it, if we're interested in astrology, all of us have some connection to the eighth house. The eighth house is also going to be inheritance, money through other people and our in-laws. So watch out for the eclipses. There may be sudden windfalls of cash that come in. Uh, there may be issues with money matters. It may even involve the money of other people. Your in-laws, if you are uh, in a relationship with someone long-term or if you're married, your partner's parents could be having a difficult time. So it is definitely something to watch out for. But this is an amazing time for exploring the hidden mysteries of life, getting more interested in the esoteric arts. This is such a phenomenal time for any of these things. But I do want to be real with you. The eighth house is the house of sudden ups and downs and sudden events. So please be extra careful. This is a time where you want to you know, really pay attention and be mindful. There can be sudden changes. There can be those sudden ups and downs. Um, 
And that is something that we want to watch out for. But again, when it comes to mysticism and spirituality, it's a wonderful time to amplify your spiritual practices and to focus on these occult studies and things of this nature. The eighth house is also the house of death and rebirth. People, um, at least in my experience, whenever I'm having a transit like this, it can certainly bring um, like ego deaths or experiences with death like experiences with death like experiences. (laughs) (laughs) having experiences in life that have you contemplate death it kind of brings death to the forefront for us to contemplate so have that on the radar as well because it can certainly uh, take shape and again there can be inheritance money through other people and as I keep saying a great deal of spirituality in the summer months around July August even into September be particularly mindful Mars Uranus and Rahu will be moving close together for a lot of that and then uh, for some of the time Rahu and Uranus are just going to be close together sudden events in the eighth house I just want you to be careful it could be sudden spiritual awakenings but you know if if we can be mindful let's be mindful so K2 is going to be transiting the second house the second house is the house of the type of food we're eating of day-to-day finances of wealth also has to do with our mouth and our face we may find that we need to take care of our teeth there may be something that comes up with our teeth mouth gums uh, it could even be the throat the face There may be something that comes up that we need to address during this time period. We want to be really careful when it comes to what we're consuming. We may be drawn to eating food. That's not the best for us in this time. There may be even a proneness to intoxication or alcohol. Instead of leaning in that direction, let's lean into the K2 spiritual direction of maybe doing spiritual practices with food. If fasting is something that's appropriate for you, of course, I'm not a doctor, but If you've been cleared by your doctor, if this is something that you want to practice, it could be a time of of spiritual fasting or maybe learning to offer your food as prasad before consuming it. There can be a deep spiritualization when it comes to consuming that food. But, you know, this year it's money may be stressful. It may be something where you really feel like you're working hard in your finances when it comes to the money that you're making personally. So that is definitely something to watch out for. And this is a time of settling disputes when it comes to finance finances and working uh, towards paying off debt. I cannot wait to talk about Virgo when it comes to that seventh house this year with Jupiter and Neptune, but we're going to save that for another podcast. All in all for Virgo, this is such a personal, like a personally transformative year. I truly don't think that who Virgo is now is going to be who they are at the end of this transit. It is going to be such an amazing year of growth and transformation and change. And I just really hope that you get to utilize that karmic axis to amplify your spiritual life. If you are a Libra moon or a Libra ascendant, congratulations, you are one of the signs that is going to have Rahu and Ketu transiting Kendra houses. Whenever we have planets transit the Kendra houses, there are usually pretty prominent life events that come up. And so for you, Rahu and Ketu are of course transiting the first and the seventh house. So it's all about you, how you view yourself, your identity, and your relationships, your significant partnerships, your business partnerships, things like this. So with K2 transiting the first house in Libra, 
When K2 transits the first house, this is a massive opportunity for personal spiritual development. Remember that K2 is otherworldly. So if we are individuals who have a spiritual orientation or we have a spiritual practice, what this does is it can make us actually a little bit more reclusive. It can make us pull inward. It can make us spend more time in contemplation, in meditation. It's just going to pull us into that otherworldly realm. If we're not super steeped in meditation and spirituality, we can just feel like we're kind of changing our how we view ourselves may actually become a little distorted. We may not recognize ourselves. We may be trying to figure out who we are, what our place is, what our role is, what we're doing. And that may come up a little bit anyway. And you know, honestly, those things are okay to feel because when we're feeling those things, it just means that we're changing. And change and growth is a wonderful thing to do. So in this time period, you will be changing, your perception will be changing, and you may have some of those feelings come up where you just spend some time really contemplating what your future looks like, where you want to go in life, who you are in relationship to the rest of the world. K2 in the first can also certainly change your physical appearance. So you may change your hair, you may change how you're dressing. There may be something about your physical appearance that changes during this time. But again, K2 on the first is excellent, excellent, excellent for spiritual seekers. So if you're listening to this podcast, don't fret. It's an excellent time to um dive headfirst into your spiritual pursuits. Having Rahu transits the seventh can do really interesting things for the personal relationships. <laughs> so this can certainly bring a new relationship in. If you are single, it will be a very auspicious time to date. You can definitely uh, come into contact with a lot of powerful people at this time and influential people at this time. This can be for business partners as well. You may make a powerful business partner. There may be a lot of focus on business partner or people that you're working with. If you are in a relationship there can be metamorphosis and growth so it may be that you guys decide to take a next step together or there's some sort of big growth when it comes to relationship i do want to say that with this transit there's so much emphasis on relationship and others that we can kind of have a tendency to forget about ourselves or lose touch of ourselves, and that can also be some of that k2 aspect as well make sure and continue to prioritize your needs your boundaries and again what you want your life to look like in the long run but You'll, you're going to have those powerful people coming in. It's also possible that your partner is a little irritable during this time period. Watch out for the eclipses. You may fall ill. You may get into a little fender bender or an accident. There may be something that comes up with the physical body. So be extra careful. And then also it could be um, with the relationship. So maybe your partner is a little spicier. Maybe they're a little bit more irritable than usual. So just watch out for that. I'm telling everyone during the summer months of July, August, even into September, be particularly careful with relationships. It's a super passionate, exciting time when it comes to relationships. Um, but the partner could also just as easily be irritable and uh, pushy. So have that on your radar. So really for Libra this year, it's all about yourself, orienting yourself and, you know, uh, finding that balance with the other and really focusing on your relationships. Definitely growth when it comes to relationships. The seventh house is also... Um, it can be our grandmother, our maternal mother. So watch out because there could be something that comes up with her. She may just be needing extra attention.
If you are a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio ascendant, Rahu will be transiting your sixth house and K2 will be transiting your 12th house. So K2 is actually Digbala in the 12th. It's receiving full directional strength. It loves being in the 12th house. This is a phenomenal time for spiritual development. So if you are a Scorpio and you have this, this is such an excellent time to grow spiritually. It may even be a time where you're wanting to travel to distant places, spend more time in meditation, spend more time in contemplation. It is just an overall powerful time for your spiritual development. Rahu in the sixth is excellent for overcoming opposition and enemies. So there may be opposition this year, there may be some competition, there may be some issues with coworkers or you know, issues with colleagues, but you are going to be so equipped to overcome them. But I want you to have that on your radar, particularly in the summer months between July, August, even September, there may be something that suddenly comes up at work that you have to deal with. It again, could involve a colleague or a coworker, even could be an employee, something at work may come up that you have to deal with, but you have the power and you have the will to get through it. I also want to say to be extra careful of your health during those summer months as well. And for the entire transit, this is the time for Scorpio to get on a health kick, drinking tons of water, eating food that's good for your body, getting enough sleep. This may bring about a workaholic attitude, get enough sleep, work-life balance, take care of yourself. Don't let work impact your health take rest, have fun, let loose. Okay. Health is something to prioritize this year. And again, be diplomatic when possible, because there may be those <laughs> matters at work that you don't want to have to deal with. It could just be obstacles or enemies or opposition in some other regard as well. The competition is strong because you are stronger. People are going to be seeing what you're doing and they're going to want to compete, but you're going to come out on top. So with that K2 in the 12th, the 12th house is hidden enemies as well. It's also the house of addiction. So this is the year where you may feel like you want to move towards the things that you're addicted to you know, um, and instead of moving in that direction, try to move more towards the meditation and the spiritual side of things. As I was mentioning, the sixth and the 12th house are both houses of obstacles and enemies. Sixth house is overt, 12th house is hidden. So it's a time to be extra careful with your social security number and your name online and, you know, where you're putting all your information, your banking system, locking your car doors, just being extra careful. I don't see, you know, we would have to look at each chart individually to see if anything's going to happen. But if we know that we should be careful, let's just all be a little extra careful, but not not fear fret about it, right? I would also say that the sixth house is the house of accidents and injuries. So watch out for the eclipses, watch out for those summer dates. And this is the house of debt. So Sometimes going into debt is inevitable, but if you're not trying to go into debt, be extra careful with finances. If you have debt, this is the time to pay it off and to overcome it. This is such a powerful time for overcoming debt. So really when I'm looking at Scorpio, the highlights are going to be overcoming debt, overcoming competition, overcoming opposition. It's a profound time for spiritualization, for meditation, moksha, having out of this world experiences in your spiritual studies, traveling, taking a pilgrimage, and maybe even getting a new pet.
If you are a Sagittarius moon or a Sagittarius ascendant, Rahu will be transiting your fifth house while Ketu transits your 11th house. Rahu in the fifth is phenomenal for creativity, expression, writing, publishing, fun, romance, playing sports, taking part in fun competition. The fifth house is such a fun, expressive, energetic house. So I absolutely love this for Sagittarius. The thing that I will say is this is quote unquote astrologically fertile. So if you're not trying to have children, be particularly mindful. If you are trying to have children, then this may be a great time for you. <laughs> but of course, it always depends on the individual's chart. So we want to, you know, be careful. Um, but if you've been thinking about writing music or writing a play or writing and publishing a novel or expressing yourself in a new way, this is just such a great time. And again, this is a great time for romance and dating too. So I absolutely love this. I do want to say in the summer, and I'm telling everyone this, Rahu Mars and Uranus will be traveling together for some of the summer in July and then even to a little bit of August in September in August and September Mars will no longer be there but Rahu and Uranus will be close together so this is a time period where we will feel well Sagittarius will feel extra enthusiastic maybe uh, even more physically active, maybe really passionate, you know, so just be mindful of your choices in that time. Try not to make any too crazy of <laughs> passionate choices. <laughs> Try to uh, really think about long term decisions, I suppose. And if you are dating the people that you're dating, they may feel a little bit fiery or um, aggressive or whatever in this time. If you have children, they may be feeling aggressive, fiery, irritable at this time, and just be extra careful with them in this time period. They may be a little bit more prone to accidents and things like that. So again, just be extra mindful. Try not to freak yourself out about it. Just, you know, be extra careful. We always just want to be extra careful if we know we're having a transit like this. This is also the house of speculative business. So it's a great time to focus on investments. So K2 transiting the 11th is a really interesting one. And again, with Rahu and K2, this is where the eclipses are happening. So watch out for the eclipse dates. Um, it's going to affect these areas of life for you. The 11th house is about hopes and wishes, long-term goals, the future our friendships, our network circles, certificates. So it could be a time that you like complete a certificate in some capacity. This may be a time where your social circle is changing. Your friendships may be changing. You may feel disconnected from your friends in some way. You may feel disconnected from your connection. So there can certainly be issues with friendships, issues with social circles, but usually people exit our life so that we can welcome new friends in. So, you know, be watching out for that. It could also be that your goals in life are changing. Your mission in life, your hopes and your wishes, they may be under transformation and that's okay. So really try to observe yourself, try not to cling to anything and just let yourself grow and be open to finding out who you are becoming because I do think that what you foresee in your future is going to be under metamorphosis. So have a wonderful year. I can't wait to see what you create and publish and explore. And again, just with those network circles and friendships, people are going to come in and you will find out who your friends are.
If you are a Capricorn moon or a Capricorn ascendant, congratulations, you are the final sign that we'll talk about today that has Rahu and Ketu transiting Kendra houses. Whenever planets transit the Kendra houses, prominent life events usually take place. So for you, Rahu is going to be transiting the fourth house and Ketu is going to be transiting the 10th house. So Rahu in the fourth can certainly bring some sort of change to the residence. You may decide to redecorate, you may get a new car, you may upgrade a house, you may focus on property, but there's going to be a lot of action oriented energy towards the fourth house matters of your fixed assets, your home, property, vehicle. But again, it can also be in relationship to your mother. So your mother may be needing extra attention this transit from March 2022 until November 2023. Your mother could be particularly irritable. I want to say that in the summer months around June, or excuse me, around July, August, even into September, there can be some heat around the household. So there may be just a little bit of drama, there may be some shifting or changing. It could also be that your mother is needing more support in this time if your mother, of course, is around. And just be extra careful, you know, be extra careful with like driving and your home, there may just be something that comes up suddenly that you have to repair. So have that on your radar. But overall, this could definitely be a time of upgrading or, you know, changing residence or uh, getting opportunities when it comes to these amazing fourth house matters. So when we're looking at the 10th house, the 10th house is all about your career and your authority. K2 is going to be transiting here with the aspect of Saturn. So your authority figures may be changing. You may even have authority figures that are going through a difficult time. Your role and responsibilities at work may change. If you've been thinking about leaving your job, it's completely possible that you decide to leave your job at this period of time. Um, but of course, we all have different things that we're working with, right? So if you've been thinking about leaving your job, it's completely possible that you're going to leave or have a transformation in that way. But it's also possible that it's just your role, your status, your workload is going to be in transformation. If you work for yourself, you may find that you revamp what you're doing. You may find a loss of interest in what you've been doing and you decide to start a new project or a new concept or idea. But regardless, you're going to be feeling very action oriented and things involving work, things involving the home are sure to change in this period. So it's something to watch out for. I'm really looking forward to talking more about Jupiter and Neptune for you. We will talk about that on future podcasts. But relationships are going to be pretty serious for Capricorn this year. We'll talk about it soon. If you are an Aquarius moon or an Aquarius rising, this is such a powerful time. Rahu will be transiting your third house while Ketu transits your ninth house. So the third house is the house of skills, of your courage, of willpower, of your younger siblings, of your neighbors. It's also going to be the house of advertising and media, publishing smaller articles, performing on stage. It's like arts and crafts creating. Having Rahu transit the third will definitely give you an opportunity to learn something new, to amplify a skill set. You may want to learn a new language. You may want to take a new class, you may want to take a new course, this is a time where you're going to be learning and expanding your knowledge. And then you are going to be sharing it. It is a very powerful time to share, publish, 
uh, broadcast what it is that you've been learning and exploring. And again, if you've been wanting to learn a new language, this is definitely a time if you've been wanting to learn a new instrument or just learn some new skill, your power and your confidence is going to be increased. Your willpower is going to be increased. The only thing I'll say is that if you have younger siblings, this may be a difficult time for the younger siblings. They may be needing more attention, especially in the summer months between July, August, even into September, there could be some sudden events with siblings if you have them. Um, if not, or even if you do, it's also a time to watch out for like online communication. There can be trolls, <laughs> arguments online. It's just a time to be extra careful. Okay, so K2 transiting the ninth. This is an incredible uh, spiritualizing opportunity. This is an amazing time to deepen the connection with your inner teacher, with your inner guru, with your inner guide. Okay, um, you may be feeling called to distant places to explore your spirituality as well during this time period. And I will say that the ninth house is the house of the father. So you want to be mindful of the relationship with him. Something may come up. He may be having a difficult time. It's also possible that you may just feel a natural disconnect with your teachers in this time period as well. There may be something that comes up. Maybe you're moving in the direction of other teachers at this time. Watch out around the eclipses, especially the eclipses may bring up those issues with the younger siblings, maybe with the teachers or the father. So these are things to keep an eye on but again really focusing on the expression and the creativity the deepening of skills the deepening of knowledge and then sharing you may also be called to take a new course or take a new class as I was mentioning and be open because you may find some sort of past life connection to a teacher you may have a new teacher come in who feels like you know them from a past life so this is an amazing time to focus on that discipline and focus on your spiritual pursuits focus on connecting with the teacher within your heart if you are a Pisces moon or a Pisces ascendant, I cannot wait to talk more about the Jupiter and Neptune transit, but we'll save that for another podcast. Until then, focusing on this transit of Rahu and Ketu. So Rahu and Ketu, again, they're going to be in Aries and Libra from March of 2022 until November of 2023. Rahu will be transiting your second house while Ketu transits your eighth house. So this has a lot to do with what wealth and finances and money. So the the second house is the house of our finances of our day to day paycheck. It's also the house of our food intake, our mouth has to do with our gums, our teeth, our face. So as Rahu is transiting the second, there may actually be something that comes up with Again, our gums, teeth, face, throat, just be extra careful. There may be something that we need to take care of in regards to these areas. It's also time to pay special close attention to what we are consuming. We may be drawn to eating things that are maybe a little uh, not super supportive for health. It could also bring about like things that we're addicted to. So just be extra careful with what we're uh, choosing to eat in this time. The other thing I'll say is Rahu in the second is an amazing transit for making money through our own volition. So this is a great time for work. This is a great time for making money for 
from your work, for overcoming debt. This is also an amazing time to focus on how you're speaking, how you're speaking to yourself, how you're speaking to others. This is not the time to hold back what you're feeling. This is the time to share what is on your mind and kind of flex that strength. So overall, with Rahu transiting the second, it is a good time for um, again, acquiring wealth through your own volition and through your own hard work. And there may be work changes as well. There may be work changes. I want to also say this could be a time where you decide to get another pet or there's something that comes up with a pet as well. In the summer months, between July, August, even September, really be extra mindful with spending. Um, be a little bit more conservative. There may be uh, wanting to spend a little bit more money. So try not to frivolously spend, but I will say there could also be opportunities with wealth that come at this time. Pay close attention to those body parts we talked about. If anything comes up with the mouth, throat, face, go to the doctor, get it checked out. With K2 transiting the eighth house, the eighth house is the house of ups and downs. It's the house of mysticism, spirituality, yoga, astrology, kundalini, magic, tarot. It's the house of sexuality and charisma and even manipulation. You know, the eighth house is a magical house, but it's a pretty difficult house. The eighth house is also the house of other people's money money from our in-laws, even our partner's money. It's also the house of um, the relationship with our in-laws as well. So having K2 here, there can be some challenges in these areas. It's something we want to watch out for. There may be some issues that come up with the partner's money. There may be some issues that come up related to the in-laws. So it is something that we want to keep an eye on and we want to be extra careful of. But again, K2 is otherworldly and the eighth house is otherworldly. This is a moksha house. So this is a profoundly spiritualizing time. This is the time to turn towards meditation, to develop a daily meditation practice, to uh, maybe even get a coach or a counselor to work through uh, deeper aspects of your psyche. And this is a wonderful time for having like kundalini-like experiences, kundalini awakenings, sudden intuitive hits. It's a very amazing time for your intuition, for your spirituality, and for having overall mystical experiences um but again this this time is really about making money for yourself and um, amplifying your work definitely be mindful you know the partner may be having their own difficulties with wealth or there may be some sensitivity there and then again there just may be that sensitivity with the in-law so those would be the areas of life to be extra careful with and kind of tread mindfully but the highlights for Pisces are going to be the profound spiritual awakenings and then the money through your own volition I definitely see this as um, being a time of growing wealth and also growing work so have an amazing time with that so this is my predictions for the 12 signs for the transit of Rahu and Ketu. I really do hope you found it helpful. If you'd like a full reading to talk more specifically on how these are going to impact you, you can get a reading on my website, innerknowing.yoga. Go to offerings and then readings. Again, my Patreon is patreon.com slash astrology now podcast where I do horoscopes like this every week. And my Instagram is astrology now underscore podcast. And I think that that's it. My name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much.